If you ask the Democrats how yesterday went, they're going to tell you it went real, real good yesterday. But did it go real well for Democrats yesterday? Or is this the start of something that they will no longer be able to put back in the box? I'm Dylan Hildreth. This is the Dylan Hildreth Show. Make sure to download the podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, Dylan, what the hell are you talking about? Well, as I sit here on this Tuesday morning, yesterday, Tucker Carlson and Fox News have parted ways. It looks like a uh, you're fired situation from Fox. And a lot of the leftist nutcases out there are cheering and celebrating and all sorts of happy, 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 happy. Well, I love being the bearer of bad news. Well, before I get into that, and everybody everybody on the left just so doggone happy that Tucker Carlson is gone. I mean, all we've had is uh, duly elected government officials calling for him to be banished and thrown off the air. Just weeks ago, after Tucker Carlson's reporting on the January 6th, we all saw it. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such opprobrium, but because our democracy depends on it. So that was Chuck Schumer, the majority leader of the Senate a Democrat, calling for Tucker to not be on the air because of the January 6th reporting. And he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only Democrat calling to infringe upon Tucker Carlson's First Amendment rights. Local Arkham escapee Alexia... Ocasio-Cortez here just uh, just a few days ago on Jen Psaki's show thingamajig that she's trying to do that nobody watches. Here it is. Federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. Now, just to be clear, there is no incitement of violence upon Tucker on Tucker Carlson's show. He never, ever called for the death of people because, you know, um, the right isn't Democrats. 
and insane leftists like Kathy Griffin and others who have called for the death and destruction of politicians or Americans, you know, like uh, Maxine Waters, you know, just to name a few. But nonetheless, and then, I guess this was last night or something like that on AOC's Instagram Live, because AOC is not a politician, she's a political theater kid. Couldn't tell you a policy to save her damn life. But, man, does she love being in front of the camera and making herself look like a goddamn fool. And here is AOC, and a duly elected official of the, of the federal government, uh, applauding Tucker Carlson getting deplatformed. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country. Uh you cannot blame Tucker for the actions of other people. Tucker didn't write those letters, AOC. I mean, or, or do we get to start blaming Bernie Sanders for the baseball shooting and Barack Obama for those five officers in Dallas who were shot and killed? Do we get to do that? Of course not, because that'd be insane. But anyway, go ahead. Um, I also kind of feel like... I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villains like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works and it is important. And um, there you go. Good things can happen. So. That is a government elected official sworn to uphold the Constitution, applauding and overjoyed with with and saying that deplatforming, taking away someone's First Amendment right, is good things. And also with whatever Tucker does, whether it's and I'll get into potential landing places here in a minute, but. I just hope in that like little comeback promo, he uh, he does like uh, the hand coming out of the grave or the the hand coming up on the building or something like that. It'd be the cool. It'd be the funniest thing ever, just because AOC had to open her dumb big mouth. But yeah, as I was saying. Alexia Ocasio-Cortez, a duly elected public federal official sworn to uphold the Constitution, saying that deplatforming people who disagree with her is 
a good thing and good things happen. That is clinically insane. And that, if we had politicians with balls, with a little bit of, uh, with any sort of uh, responsibility to truth and the Constitution, AOC should be expelled. That should go up for a vote today. Today. But it won't. It won't. We don't have we don't have politicians aggressive enough, bold enough to do that. Nonetheless. But <coughs> some potential landing spots for Tucker Carlson. And I I don't I well there are a few bad options but there aren't terrible options. And the best option at least in my opinion would be the Daily Wire because then you would have that three that three-headed monster of Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, which is more da- which is a huge, huge triple threat. Tucker going being a part of DW backstage. I mean, my goodness, the amount of pure unadulterated awesomeness of Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Andrew Clavin, and Candace Owens. Oh, my lanta. That would... That would... I think that would literally melt a leftist. Now, another option that I think would be actually really good as well is the blades granted they have just as much ad reading as they do actual content but that's beside the point but anyway especially with the specials that Glenn Beck likes to do every week or so Tucker I think does would do does really good job when he does these those special episodes Back in the good old days when he was on Fox News. But I think that would also fit his style really, really well. So, a lot of potential landing places. Now, there's a few. There's one that I think would absolutely shatter the planet. And would have everybody completely confused, but would work for this company. And that's CNN. If CNN ponied up and got Tucker Carlson, that would be the most watched show on the planet night one. 
just to see what would happen. No, nobody would know what to think. A more left-leaning propaganda with hiring the most popular right-wing propagandist, so to speak. God, that would be nuts. And it would work, too. Now, some not very, a couple not very great places would be OAN, right-wing nut jobs. I, I would have no interest in Tucker if he went to OAN. Newsmax. It, it, once you get past Breitbart, too far gone. Too far gone. And speaking of too far gone, Wyoming University sorority has essentially forced women to accept at a very, very weird spot. It wasn't during rush. It was like, oh, they, they weren't even allowed to vote on it. To my understanding. But. Uh, a transgender. Woman. Who used to be a male. Was allowed into a sorority. At Wyoming University. And. The girls have since sued Wyoming University to get her get this guy out because they they should not be subjected to being having to be forced to live with a man and potentially in live in the same room as a biological man. I mean, th this is putting the fox in the hen house and then wondering what the hell happened overnight. I don't know how much more irresponsible the uh, Wyoming could possibly be on this. But there were seven plaintiffs in the uh, court proceedings trying to sue Wyoming to get this guy out. They were forced to reveal their names in order for the lawsuit to continue. Six of them have done that. And these six women are trailblazers, heroes, and standing up for what's right and for the protection of women. Jalen Westenbrook. Hannah Holtenmeyer, Allison Kogan, Grace Choit, Choit, I apologize if I'm butchering the name, Madeline Raymer, and Megan Kozar. These six women are heroes. Are they are standing up for what is right and for essentially their lives given the stories that are coming out about this guy that they are being forced to live in the same house 
the central complaint of the student suit argues that the sorority officers broke a contract with them and breached their fiduciary duty to the sorority itself and their efforts to help induct transgender member Artemis Langford into sororities, the sororities of the University of Wyoming, Wyoming chapter last September. It added, sorority leaders' efforts betrayed the women's understanding of what they were joining and the sorority's own guiding documents, the lawsuit alleges. As a Fox News Digital reported last month, the lawsuit alleges that 21-year-old Artemis Langford has been watching the female members of the sorority house. It also alleged that during one of these peeping incidents, Langford had a visible erection. Again, like I said, you're putting the fox in the hen house and wondering where the hell the hens went. Gee, I don't know. Where did the hens go? Jesus Christ. This... Wyoming should get sued. Should get sued for every last dime. This is putting... I, I don't know how many go to a sorority, how many women go to a sorority, or how many women are in this sorority. But every single one of these women should be suing... The, I don't know if it's University of Wyoming or Wyoming University should be suing the ever-loving shit out of these people. Out of Wyoming. This is reckless endangerment. This is unbelievable. And where where are where are the Democrats that support women? Where's the feminists at? These six women, they don't have some big feminist corporation backing them. Because the feminists have taken a knee to the LGBTQIXYZ cult. Because the feminists, quote unquote, are not feminists. They kowtow to the rainbow cult. And speaking of the rainbow cult that runs wild in the Democratic Party, they had a protection of women and girls sports act, HR 734, that passed the House along party lines and not a single Democrat voted for this bill. Not a single one of them voted to protect women's sports, to protect women's ability to earn an athletic scholarship, to earn athletic awards. They all voted to allow men to continue to compete in women's sports. And... Riley Gaines absolutely roasted 
a Maryland House representative. And I'm just going to start calling the Arkham, Arkham Escapees because this is crossing over to the land of insanity. Well, the land of insanity is like 1,200 miles back that way. But, you know... So, Glenn Ivy, he tweeted, HR734 does not put children first. Not as in all caps, because, you know, you gotta yell, not. Sports should be safe. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that seems reasonable. Yeah, sports should be safe. Accessible and fair for everyone. Okay. HR 734 would mean forced inspections of student-athletes, which is an egregious violation of students' personal dignity. And this would impact all student-athletes across this nation. Is this guy talking about a sports physical? Like the normal turn-your-head cough? <coughs> like, uh, I mean... It, if something else happened, then we should probably know about that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fairly normal to... I don't know how women's sports physicals work. Um, I don't know. I'm not a girl. Um, but, <clears throat> anyway. Riley Gaines, in her quick-wit uber-intelligence... And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she responded to this tweet, checking birth certificates and or ensuring everyone has a routine physical before competing. Egregious violation of personal dignity. Accord, uh, she's saying to Glenn Ivy, according to Glenn Ivy. But forcing girls to undress in front of intact male and exposed male, not an egregious violation of personal dignity, but rather kind and inclusive. So, Glenn Ivy, and she is absolutely correct, Glenn Ivy is essentially saying in this tweet that it is inclusive and kind for women to be forced to share a locker room with a biological man without their consent or knowledge until the pants drop. That is what the left is saying is kind and inclusive. Someone explain to me. Especially, I would love these Democrat women who voted against this bill to explain to me how it is kind and inclusive to force a 14-year-old girl, a freshman in high school, to be forced to share a locker room with an 18-year-old biological man. Explain that to me, please. I would love an explanation and reasoning behind this. But I'll never get one because there is none. It is all about the narrative. It is all about the story. And it is all about keeping 
the coalition together. A coalition that isn't there. And that is going to come back and bite the Democrats. Now, Megyn Kelly of the Megyn Kelly Show, she went off on this whole sorority member situation. Here it is. If we don't find our voices and start speaking up against this nonsense, we can kiss every woman's face goodbye. We can kiss women's rights goodbye. We can kiss sororities goodbye. We can take off our tops and our underwear and do our yoga in front of perverted men who just want to get off watching us till the cows come home. Stick your daughter in the sorority. Let them at her. Find your voices, ladies, and the men who support us. Otherwise, this is our future. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with this shit at, at Tridelt, at Kappa Kappa Gamma, in the women's locker room. You can be supportive of trans people and what they're going through without surrendering to this madness. Now, I do want to make one thing very clear. I'm never going to be in support of trans people. Because they do not live in objective truth. In reality. And I do feel sorry for them. I do. And I hope and pray that they can get the help that they need. Need. Not the one that they quote unquote want. Because the mutilation does not help the situation. It accelerates it. And living... A lie, an objective lie, does catch up. And that's why you see an extraordinarily high unaliving rate among trans people. It is, I believe it's 50 to 60%, maybe even a little higher. But the left's not going to tell you that. They're going to whistle right on past the graveyard while forcing your kids either away from you to get this done or indoctrinate your kids in order to trans them. Now, of course, William Thomas, some may know better as Leah Thomas, the man who has won the Women's National Championship swimming competition in 2021, I believe. Either way, um, she, obviously, he came out in support of this bill. My name is Leah Thomas. I'm a transgender Thomas. woman, a former college swimmer, and the first trans athlete to be named Division I NCAA champion. First uh, male to be named NCAA Women's National Champion. I started swimming when I was five years old. It has taught me so much. It has given me so many opportunities to learn, grow, develop, and connect with my peers. You, you mean the peers that you went into the women's locker room went with uh stripped stripped down to get into a suit and still fully intact downstairs traumatizing your teammate at Penn who has already had to deal with a uh I believe I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure uh whether it was assault or the worst one of but yeah it's uh 
Opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. You mean opportunities that you've stolen from women? But it breaks my heart to see trans kids across the country lose out on these opportunities. Compete with the men. Compete with the men. Compete with the biological sex of which you are. It's not, it's not a difficult concept. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule there should never be a national Department of Education. This country is too big, too wide, and too diverse to be having one centralized Department of Education. It would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through 8. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This because it's completely unfair for a male to be competing in women's sports. The a male who is trained in a particular sport, say swimming, his entire life, along with a woman competing in the same in swimming her entire life, the man is going to be better. Their bodies are more equipped to be athletic, and that becomes especially true when you get into that college, high school, later high school, college levels just because men get bigger stronger faster and women's bodies begin to change and become more apt for childbirth rather than athletics rule is a good start however it is not enough during this time of intense anti-trans backlash the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally you talk about equality while taking opportunities away from women. Again, William, you are a man who has taken the Women's National Championship away from Riley Gaines because you couldn't cut it in the men's. Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids. Because all trans kids deserve the opportunity. Again, kids, meaning under 18. Why in the hell are you playing into a delusion that they can be of the opposite sex? Especially when they are kids. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't... I, I'm trying to be as frank, as blatant, as black and white as possible on this. And I don't understand how people can say that it is, it is good, it is safe for biological men and children to believe that they could be of the opposite gender. Given this, all the studies that have come out saying it is not good, it is not healthy, it is not mentally okay to be doing this. But yet they're going to ignore that to push the agenda because the left is terrified of the rainbow cult. Now, in the uh, great state of Montana, which there's more, there, there's a lot of land and little people in the least densely populated state in America, away from crazy people. Sounds like a good state. I, uh, I may move out there one day. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, I need good internet, so that's probably not going to happen, but. Again, 
the uh, this uh, whack job state rep. Now, this uh, lady guy, whatever, Zoe Zafir. Uh, again, we're gonna go back to the uh, Batman theme. She escaped from the Joker wing of Arkham. This is what she, he, whatever the fuck, said about uh, a ban on, quote-unquote, gender-affirming care for minors in the state of Montana. Here, this individual guy, girl, dude, lady, whatever. Here's what it said. If you disallow the use of the medical care that is accepted by every major medical association, if... Uh, bought and paid for by the Democratic Party, those medical major uh, places. You disallow that care and don't allow people to, to have access to that. The only therapy left is either A, meaningless, or B, conversion therapy, which is torture. Inter it wouldn't be conversion therapy. That is a nineteen fit like nineteen fifties like uh, style of what they believed would help with uh, completely draconian style ways of trying to convert people into what they want them to be, and um, not defending that kind of conversion therapy or any kind of conversion therapy at all. That's just what it was. It was a draconian way to get people to think the way that you would want them to think. And nobody's, nobody is saying that that is a good thing and should be happening. Sex people exist. Trans people exist. And this bill doesn't change that. Uh well, Nobody's disputing that intersex and trans people exist. No, nobody's disputing that. And I, I believe in this bill. It's not saying that trans people are that you can't trans yourself after eighteen, but it is in as children you cannot trans children. You cannot lop off private parts of children. The very end of the bill, uh, the letter that says life-altering medical procedures should wait until they are adults. Um, what I will say is if you are, by this bill and by the, what these amendments do, if you are forcing a trans child to go through puberty when they are trans, that is tantamount to torture. If you vote yes on... No, it's not. No, it's not. It, if you have a child that is suffering from gender dysphoria and they haven't been able to grow out of it, then you send them to a to a therapist to work through those issues and talk to a psychologist who isn't an activist, who is an actual doctor, and work through those issues because the that works. Playing into the delusion that that, that they can be of the opposite sex never works, ever this bill and yes on these amendments I hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer you see the blood on your hands
What about the blood on your hands, Zooey? There are the unaliving rates of trans people are extraordinarily higher than normal people. And it's not because they're not accepted or... If that was the case, the suicide rates would be going down. They wouldn't be either steady or increasing. And given the exorbitant rate of of and the social contagion of transgender ideology, that unaliving rate is going to skyrocket. And it's going to be the fault of people like Zoe Zavir, like ev- like the Democrats who continue to push this transgender ideology that is objectively false. And that is completely and totally on the Democrats. Now, let's uh, let's get into the final story that I have for you today, and that is Donald Trump not being very good at this. Here is Donald Trump attacking DeSantis on something that he has no leg to stand on. Here it is. Florida, you agree? Why, why do you think you're a better choice than DeSantis? This is on the full well, actually, podcast, if you look by at the way. numbers, he didn't do a great job. If you take a look at the numbers, he's very high on crime, very high, right at the top, uh, almost at the top. Uh, he, I think he gets good what are you publicity. Talking about? Although now people are starting because I'm putting out the COVID numbers. He didn't do well on COVID. Well, he had what? more deaths in almost every country in Florida. I what? hate to say it because Florida's my state. But he had he did not have he did not do well. It's it's really it's very interesting. I don't want to knock anybody, but the thing he did well on is public relations because uh, the numbers weren't what uh, they pretended to be. He did well. What? No. Ron DeSantis was right through the coals for years during COVID. Because he decided to let people stay free, go to the beach. He followed the numbers. He followed the data. Unlike Donald Trump, who just let Fauci go on and lead and let an unelected official lead this country and completely defer to Fauci without looking at the data, unlike what Ron DeSantis did. And he, Ron DeSantis didn't follow Fauci all the way down the rabbit hole. Ron DeSantis got his own data, his own figures, and followed that. While Donald Trump blindly followed Fauci all the way to the draconian lockdowns. Along with several governors. And Donald Trump even bashed Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, for opening up. Too early. It's too early. I wouldn't have done it. It's too early. And yet, Trump is going to say that DeSantis didn't handle COVID well. Uh, Mr. President, you didn't handle COVID well. You followed Fauci into the into the depths of this, these draconian lockdowns. That's not on DeSantis. That's on you. 
Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump goes off, defends Disney because Ron DeSantis is attacking him. Donald Trump Jr. defends Anheuser-Busch because they they pay a lot of money into the RNC. Uh, and both of them, absolutely, completely false. They're completely wrong. Why, if Donald Trump thinks attacking DeSantis from the left is going to work, good luck. Because that dog's not going to hunt. You, you can't attack him on policy, because his policy is damn near perfect. And even on the left, their best attack is, oh, he ate pudding with his fingers. Yeah, a little weird. But I don't care. He's not uh he's not talking about little children pulling his leg hairs like uh Joseph R. Biden or Donald Trump and all of his weird things that goes on. But nonetheless, this absolute if Donald Trump thinks attacking DeSantis from the left is gonna work, good luck. Because when he goes to the debate stage, and that whole topic I will talk about here, because it's getting annoying. But nonetheless, trying to attack DeSantis from the left is not going to work in a Republican primary. Good luck. Defend Disney all you want, Donald. It ain't going to work. Defend Charlie Crist all you want. It ain't gonna work. Attacking DeSantis from the left ain't gonna work. And Trump Jr., when you have a company that donates so much into the RNC and they step out of line, yes, you you hit them with that club. Yeah, you, you boycott and you make them pay when they step outside of your values. That is how we win culture wars. And it is working, and it is continuing to work, because now the marketing director of Bud Light is out. And I think someone else who was involved in that is out. And it, it is working. And you can we continue to push forward, because it, when this, this momentum is going to get us enough, hopefully, to bring Disney back into the apolitical children's content wholesome content that we all know and love. Hopefully, we can get back to that. Because what Disney has turned into is absolutely unacceptable. Now, a lot of people have been very, very angry that the DNC is not going to be holding Democrat debates for the uh, Democratic nominate for president. Now, here's the thing. I would love to see... I, I love watching debates. I, I love to watch them. I, I will go ahead and watch the RNC, the DNC, and then the president. doesn't matter. But... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna Dog on the Democrats for doing it because the Republicans haven't done it. They don't do it. At least not to my knowledge. That not, they didn't do it in 2020. 
And in particular with Biden, you don't want to do it. There's no reason for Biden to come to the stage because he has the overwhelming majority support. He's not going to be able to articulate anything he says, any points that he tries to make. He's not going to be able to articulate it. And he's got to save those uh, he's got to save those uppers for the presidential debate, hopefully against Ron DeSantis. Because Ron DeSantis isn't going to make a fool of himself in the first debate like Donald Trump did in 2020. So, I'm not too concerned about... I, I, I would love to see the debate, but like I'm not going to bash the DNC for not holding debates. Because it'd be stupid. Because the RNC does the same thing. So... It is, it is what it is on that point. I, I find it stupid that they're going to sit here and try to bash the Democrats. And then I, I also love the fact that the left is trying to bash DeSantis for going on a book tour and do all that. While every single weekend... Joe Biden is off to Delaware. Or whenever something hits the fan, he's going overseas. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, that is all that I have for you today. Make sure to download the podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next time on the Dale Nilder Show.